the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. So what is a fireable offense at DHS? Well, Alejandro Mayorkas, uh, who is the boss there, he's never really made me feel all that secure since he took over as Secretary of Homeland Security. He seems kind of like a girly man, but maybe that's just me. And then there are all those pictures coming from the southern border. Then there's the fact that his agency and the FBI seem to think that devout Catholics and people in MAGA hats are who I should be worried about most. But if you're Jewish, you shouldn't feel too secure with this guy in charge. Uh, Senator Josh Hawley had a question for uh, Mayorkas today about what a DHS employee had recently put up on Twitter. An employee of the Department of Homeland Security who posted these comments on October the 7th. That's not all she posted. She also posted this graphic. Now, this is a fake graphic, I want to be clear, but I think we understand it. This is a paraglider, a Hamas paraglider, depicted here with a machine gun flying into Israel. She posted it under her online alias with the celebratory Free Palestine. Mr. Secretary, what, what's going on here? Is this, is this typical of, of people who work at DHS? This is an asylum and immigration officer who is posting these, frankly, pro-genocidal slogans and images on the day that Israelis are being slaughtered in their beds. What have you done about this? Four things I'd like to say to you. Number one, your question to suggest that that is emblematic of the men and women of the Department of Homeland Security is despicable. Number I'm sorry, two, what have you done? This person works for the Department of Homeland Security. Have you fired her? That was one of four answers. Have you fired her? One. Have you fired her? Don't come to this hearing room when Israel has been invaded and Jewish students are barricaded in libraries in this country and cannot be escorted out because they are threatened for their lives, you have employees who are celebrating genocide, and you are saying it's despicable for me to ask the question? Yes, he is. And um, Mayorkas went on to say that the woman was put on, when, she was, when he was asked again by Holly, uh, say, was the woman uh, fired? He said, well, she was put on administrative leave, and then he would not say that she's been fired, which means, of course, she hasn't. So... And it's really funny when this guy tries to be tough. <laughs> anyway, how useless is this guy? When we come back, we're going to talk to Dick Morris about, among other things, how not entering the New Hampshire primary could be a big problem for Joe Biden. Then in our second half hour, there's a pretty good chance that Jill Biden is a creep and responsible for helping America get stuck with a demented crook as president. Stick around. Okay, the Democratic Party uh, messed with the New Hampshire primary and put the South Carolina primary ahead of it as a favor to Joe Biden a while back. But Joe has said he's not going to be on the ballot uh, in New Hampshire. Dick Morris knows all about running a presidential campaign. 
He's the author of The Return, Trump's Big 2024 Comeback. He thinks that's a really bad idea. Dick joins us now. Dick, thanks for coming on the show. Good. Well, I'll talk about that in a sec. The other thing I want to talk about is my new book. Oh, okay. It came out this week called Corrupt, the inside story of Biden's dark money. So we have a minute to talk about that. Oh, sure. Yeah. Let it rip. So so let me start with New Hampshire. Okay. Uh, What went on here was that the uh, Biden finished fifth in New Hampshire mm-hmm. in 2020. So he was desperate to move New Hampshire out of being the first primary. And uh, they decided he should put South Carolina first, where he got 60% of the vote. And uh, the Democratic Committee did this, and New Hampshire legislature said, go to hell. We're going to stay the first in the country. And the Democratic Committee said, well, you can put any election you want, but you can't award delegates to the convention without our approval. And Florida and um, and New Hampshire said, we don't need your approval. We don't care if we have delegates. We have only few delegates anyway, because we're a small state. It's the symbolic impact of our primary that's going to make all the difference in the world. And in that, they were copying what happened in 1968 when Lyndon Johnson ran as a write-in candidate. Uh, just like, and Biden would be a writing candidate now, he would not appear on the ballot. Mm-hmm. And Eugene McCarthy absolutely killed him in that and did so well that Johnson was forced out of the race. And I think something very much like that may be growing in New Hampshire now. See, I, I'm not convinced that uh, Joe's going to be the candidate anyway, are you? Well, it's not a question of convince, it's a question of knocking him out. And uh, I think that the he made a big blunder in New Hampshire by agreeing not to be on the ballot mm-hmm. and agreeing to run as a write-in. And uh, I think history may be repeating itself, and that may be the end game here. Well, what are the chances that the Democrats are looking for an excuse to get rid of them? That would be a good one. Yeah, they are, and you're right uh, that you're right. But um, but it, this is this is what I think may be the end game. Mm-hmm. But let me talk about my book. Okay? Sure, yeah. Uh, the main thrust of the book is that China is our leading global adversary. Mm-hmm. And that Biden is on the take from China. He's gotten, we don't know the exact amount yet, but somewhere around 20 or $30 million is paid to him or to his immediate family and then funneled to him. And uh, this isn't corruption. Corruption is when you award a sewer contract. Uh, this is treason because he's giving an edge to our leading global adversary. And what my book does, it starts by talking about all the money that Biden has got, documents it and lists it. Then it talks about what China has gotten from Biden, uh, the policy changes in the U.S. government that have enabled China and crippled the United States, which I think is due to the bribes that they paid Biden. Uh, that 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 they the bribes they paid Biden and Biden is paying them back by making policy decisions that hurt America and help China. The most immediate example is COVID, where one million Americans died, seven million people throughout the world died, and there's been no investigation of this by the U.S. No demand that China open the Wuhan lab to inspect this. Uh, they've taken the face value of China saying it was caused by a backbite, even though the FBI says it wasn't. 
and uh, Biden should be imposing sanctions and trade things and all that stuff that Trump would do uh, to force China to, go, to acknowledge the truth and then to pay the rest of the world reparations for the damage it caused. Here we have the single biggest crime against humanity since the Holocaust, and we're doing nothing to hold China accountable. Yeah, well, the other, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. No, go ahead. The, the other big example I have is that right now, when an American company moves to China, China says, you have to give us all of your intellectual property and all of your patents as the price of admission to our country. And Trump would never put up with that. Trump would say, if a company does that, we can strip them of all their tax advantages in the U.S. and recapture the amount we paid them because we, will, we in fact, would then be subsidizing uh, China uh, using the intellectual property we helped develop. Uh, another great example of this is that rare earth minerals are the essential elements mm -hmm. of uh, solar batteries and wind batteries, cell phone we're talking on now. And China has acquired a virtual monopoly of it. And the U.S. is attempting to break that monopoly. And a few months ago, Biden killed a plan for a rare earth mineral mine in northern Minnesota, saying it endangered a lake. And this would have given us about a third of the battery rare mineral stuff that we need. Uh, Kennedy almost went to war to stop Russia from putting a base in Cuba. China's announced that he is putting two bases in Cuba. Uh, China's mounting an assault on the dollar to topple us as the dominant currency in the world. And we're doing absolutely nothing about it. They have 10 countries that have agreed not to accept the dollar and foreign trade but to demand gold or payment in their local currency. And uh, that's potentially deadly for the U.S., and Biden's doing nothing about it. So the theme of this book is that we have a president who is basically following the policy leads of China mm -hmm. and to our own detriment. Well, um, there was a, I remember a, a joke that, uh, that Steve Martin did. I think it was Steve Martin who did it um, back uh, during Watergate, and he, he just— he came out and he was doing his routine and he said, uh, excuse me, Mr. President, they just found a million dollars in your brown pants. And that was his joke, like, what do they need to find on this guy before people yeah. start waking up? Right. Well, my point is, yes, that's true. But And people are going to say, oh, my goodness, that's corruption. And we need to fight the corruption. Uh, and some indictments and stuff like that. Uh, I'm saying that this is fundamental treason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is taking our global adversary and giving it advantages over us that are very significant and that are as purely as a result of bribery. Yeah, well, um, but what is going to make this stick, Dick? And, and you've been around uh, this uh, stuff for a long time uh, from the inside. How could other Democrats not be aware and ha and be concerned about this happening and that what's going well, on? They have to know. Let's Let's not talk about the brain dead. Let's talk about the Republicans and the independents. Yeah. Uh, I think that, that it, what Trump would do on this, which is what we should do, is to impose trade sanctions on China, say, unless you open the Wuhan lab and do a genuine investigation, we're going to slap, slap tariffs on your products. Uh, we already have forced China to cut their exports to the U.S. by 30%. 
that's what Trump achieved. Mm-hmm. Then Biden let them off the mat, and they've gone back up high. And uh, we could we could stop that. We could easily do that. And uh, Biden is just not willing to follow the Trump playbook in holding China accountable and making it uh, follow the global rules. You know about this, and I know about it more than most people because I do a talk show. But what about the average person walking around? It's so uh, there's so uh, much um, vitriol in Washington, and there's so much arguing and debate and uh, name calling that. I think it's gotten to the point where no matter what you accuse one person of doing, the other, the person who's on that, the, the people who are on the side of that person are going to say, "Ah, it's just politics." They're just they just want to yeah, get but, Joe Biden, and nobody believes anything anymore. Yeah, but, well, that's not true. Uh, Biden defeated Trump by three points allegedly in the popular vote. Yeah, and the polling we I just got back shows us by the head mm-hmm. of the show is even more. So you have an eight point swing. And 12% of the people who voted for Biden in 2020 now say they're voting for Trump. And Trump is now five points ahead of Biden at the very least. Uh, the black vote, uh, Trump got uh, 12% in 2020. In these polls, now he's getting 27%. And the Latino vote, he got 26% in 2020, and now he's getting 39 uh, Gen Z voters, eight, 18 to 25 They've gone from being for Biden by 10 to being for Trump by 10. So we're winning Congress. We're winning people over, and Trump is doing it. And we're on our way to winning this election, I think, by a lot. And I think that the impeachment inquiry that I'm glad we're going to continue now, Mm because Johnson, the new speaker, is going to bring out the details of all the stuff I'm talking about here in testimony in the form where the press has to cover it because it's impeachment of the president. And uh, I think that this is going to be fundamental in defeating Biden. We're talking to Dick Morris. He has a new book out. It's called Corrupt, the Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. Uh, And so what's what do you see happening to Donald Trump legally between now and next November? And how much does it matter? He's he's not much. A lot will happen and it doesn't matter at all. He's going to lose every court case he's got and uh, they'll convict him of anything they possibly can. But it's not going to make a damn bit of difference. Uh, everybody said, oh, if he gets indicted, it's over. Well, he's been indicted four times, mm-hmm. and he's getting 62% of the, of the Republican primary vote. And before the indictment, he was getting 50%. I spoke to him by phone as he was on his way to being booked and, and photographed at the Miami jail. And he said, how am I doing? And I said, you're up 10 points. You should get indicted more often. <laughs> well, well, what what's the uh, political fallout for Democrats right now from what's happening in Israel and the Middle East? It's, it's enormous because uh, they're looking at the international situation and saying, hey, this is a dangerous world. These are tough guys who mean business. And I may agree or disagree with certain policy things, but it's obvious that this guy is incapable of being a strong leader at this time. And we obviously need a very strong leader. And that's cutting across all ethnic groups, all parties, and all age groups, and giving Trump an enormous spurt. We haven't been paying attention to the polls lately because we've been so focused on Gaza. But, uh, but boy, Trump is orchestrating a huge turnaround in the vote. 
Now, I've got to ask you, too, you, again, we're talking to Dick Morris. The book is The Inside Story of uh, Biden's Dark Money. Um, it's called Corrupt, The Inside Story of uh, Biden's Dark Money. Um, again, you've, you've been around uh, the White House. You've worked in the White House. You've worked with uh, presidents. Um, what are the chances that uh, Joe Biden is having has, has anything to do with what's happening in the country right now, <laughs> that he's, that he's, he's actually running the country? No, he's not. I think Obama's been running it for almost two years now. It's Obama's third term. But uh, I think that Biden may be kicked out uh, as a result of what I talked about earlier in New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. I think that he starts losing these primaries, essentially when he's unopposed. The only guy running against him of consequences, Dean Phillips, who's an unknown congressman from Minnesota, just like McCarthy was when Mm -hmm. he defeated Johnson. And uh, I think that as he starts to lose these primaries and the votes, even if the writing votes, rack up against them, I think the Democrats are going to see reality and they're going to have to get rid of Biden. Well, was the plan to not have any kind of not have him uh, be involved in any voting until the convention and just hand it to him or give him the chance to make up an excuse to bail out so they could pick who they want without having to have a primary? Well, that may have been their plan, the first one you talked about. But they can't get delegates unless they're awarded at primaries. And you have uh, uh, two other candidates now running. And while neither of them are politically hefty, anyone running against Biden right now will get significant votes. And I think that that's going to be his downfall. Do you see him um, still being president next November, whether he's running for president again or or not? Do you see him still yes. being president of the United States a year from now? Yes, he will be, because they're not going to throw him out. Uh, but he will be forced not to run for the election, I think. And he does run. He's going to get clobbered. So you're still, you, you're very much uh, uh, predicting that Trump's going to be back in? Yeah, he is. Absolutely. Well, Dick, I appreciate Absolutely. you coming on the show. Uh, the book, again, Thank is you. Corrupt, the Inside Story of Biden's Dark Money. Good luck with it. Thank you. Okay. All right. That's Dick Morris. We'll be right back. Well, would it surprise you to find out that Dr. Jill Biden is a creep? Maybe you have to be one to be the matriarch of a crime family. Well, anyway, uh, Victoria Taft of PJ Media and the Adult in the Room podcast, uh, she makes a pretty good case for this, and she joins us now. Always good to have you back on, Victoria. Thank you. Great to be in Stagger World, young man. Yes, sir. Ma'am, I should say. Uh, that would be. <laughs> M- yes, ma'am. Uh, um, so anyway, I think most people would agree that uh, Joe should be sitting on his, his porch in Delaware, uh, if not playing bingo in a nursing home. Might he be, right. if not for Jill? It looks that way. I, I've been thinking about this for quite some time and put together the timelines of their home buying escapades and the overt caches of cash that they got from ill-gotten gains or shakedowns from people overseas with which the government of the United States was doing business. And then it came to pass that, oh, it's the Biden crime family with which they're doing business. And I've stayed away from that saying, the Biden crime family. But I've got to say that Jill has been there from almost the gate. Uh, very at the very inception of their marriage, uh, the uh, what is it, Frank? They call him Frankie, uh, the half-naked Biden brother who is uh, 
his uh, his picture on. I think oh yeah, was, I forgot uh, about yeah. him. Yeah, he's been uh, he's yeah. been he's been naked on the internet. I forgot about Frankie. Y- yes, he's been naked on a gay website. So there you go. So fun, fun, fun. What a nice and, uh, He looks pretty good. I mean, he's, I think he's 70. He looks really, I mean, I, he dude really works out. So, so, so you him, have but, seen him naked then? Well, I've seen half of him naked. Let's not get too clear away <laughs> now, Mr. Steinhoff. Right, just, I just want to just... <laughs> well, he comes to, he comes to, he comes to the, um, he comes to uh, the ex-husband and says, you better give Jill this company mm-hmm. a half the proceeds of this house and the house or else i mean he was like you know frankie megadonna say you know we're gonna send over frankie it's a good fellow over there so uh so that that happened and that sort of set off i can see why people called him the biden crime family and that's sort of the i think that's the ethos of this this gang and Mm. i mean gang yeah and so i decided i'd go through it all and take a look at you know some of the shenanigans with their house purchases and that sort of thing. The Rehoboth Beach House, which was purchased in 2017, right after the, you know, they got out of public life for the first time around, and they paid $2.74 million in cash. Now, good for them. I mean, if you can afford the cash. But, of course, as we all know by this point, it came after not just the shakedown of the Chinese guy, uh, big shots in, um, in China, by Hunter Biden saying that he had his father sitting right next to him as he as he was writing this this text to him right now and he's right he's not going to be happy if you don't right. come forward with the money, um, but it also uh, if you look into the the House Oversight Committee it also comes after these guys could have paid cash for anything, I mean they could have paid cash for ten million dollar house mm-hmm. now why do I say that because they started getting the shakedown from the from Romania in 2015. Uh, the vice president goes over, conducts apparently, apparently official business, comes back within five weeks. He's getting payouts. China, CEFC, 2017, goes over and does official business with the Chinese. And within weeks, his family is getting payouts, and they can trace the money to Joe Biden's accounts. In, um, in another company that from China, getting payments from that company, Kazakhstan, Kazakhstan. Have you ever been to Kazakhstan? I haven't, and you don't want to go there because no. it's a terrible place. Right. Um, and a, you know, a friend of mine was in the Peace Corps there, and it's just like, ooh, 2014, 2014, making making money from Kazakhstan within weeks of leaving on an official trip on behalf of the United States government. Ukraine, of course, you know about Ukraine and Burisma. Mm-hmm. And Russia, of course, they got the payoff from the wife of the former mayor, and she's a billionaire oligarch in her own right. These are all things, these are through lines through which the Biden family got Boku dollars from other people. And this is probably one of the reasons why Barack Obama told Joe not to run. Notwithstanding the fact that he was literally falling apart before his, his buddy's eyes uh, but rather that he did not want to sully his name, almost the same words, and that Barack Obama says, look, you don't want to you don't want to put into you don't want to damage your reputation, your legacy. Mm-hmm. And why would he say that? Because Joe is falling apart mentally. Joe is also raking in money illegally. It's incredibly unseemly. It, it, forget the even 
uh, you know, the what we used to we used to call it. If it looks like unethical behavior, then it is. Oh, we're way past that. So, and Jill was there for all of it. I mean, Jill knows what's in the checking accounts. She's still working outside the home uh, as she's done forever. And for whatever reason, and I, I collect a few of my own ideas. One, when it all goes to hell in a handbasket, Jill at least will have her own salary. Yes. She'll have her pension. So, and, um, yeah. No, go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, you, you mentioned in, the, in your piece that she, maybe she knew that she was working, she was involved in a crime family and uh, everything could go away fast. Mm-hmm. Not just oh, yeah. not just Joe's job as a whatever he was happened to be working at at the time, but they could come for his money. You know, it's, what's interesting is that if you were going to pay two point seven million dollars for a house, uh, in order to have two point seven million, you have to have made four million before taxes, right? Oh, absolutely. I was I was thinking the same thing. Absolutely, probably more. Yeah. So Absolutely. if they take 40 percent, it's you know, you're going to have to make four and a half million. Where mm-hmm. did that come that, from? Exactly where I told you it came from. Yeah, and I got that from the House Oversight Committee. I'm going to do another story just outlining where it got all the money yeah. because uh, and she was there for it. And she knew. I mean, Hunter is coming and going in the house. He's wearing all kinds of crazy outfits and shoes and driving a hundred thousand dollar, if not more, two hundred thousand dollar car. Where did he get the money for that? Well, he works for the family. Mm-hmm. That's the money he's getting. And, oh, and, and, you know, I tell you about that vignette where they're doing the interview with Megan Kelly in 2017 yeah. after they write their books, which probably didn't sell, but okay. And so they got an $8 million advance on that. So there's another $4 million they had to, you know, spend around. And so they could have done it with that maybe, the Rehoboth Beach House. But, but basically uh, the, the point was he – said to uh, Barack Obama, uh, well, look, you know, I've got all this, I've got all this, uh, you know, this debt, right? He's, he's talking about needing to take out a second mortgage on his house because he wants to help Bo with his bills because he's going to, he might have to quit his job because he's got brain cancer and he can't actually function anymore. Mm-hmm. Can't hit uh, Joe. And, um, and so uh, the, the point, the point being that, well, he says, well, Hunter, but Hunter does pretty well. So he can do that. Well, yeah, he actually Hunter said that. Hunter's well. doing pretty well. That's amazing. Yeah. Our, my son does pretty well. Yeah. So he can, he, can take, he can take care of it. Now, let's just think about that for a moment. Can you imagine one? Can you imagine a dad saying, well, you know, I'll say my brother-in-law. Oh, you know what, John, my brother-in-law, he, he can take care of it. Like shot calling. Like, yeah. really? Because John has his own bills to pay, doesn't he? Right. But, you know, Hunter's got five gazillion kids. Anyway, be that as it may, it was just an unusual thing. Now, why do I say uh, I, to anyone else's ears it would seem odd, but to the Biden family, somebody is doing the shot calling, and that person was Joe because he also knew that he was the one who was the product they were selling. Yeah, here's the here's the thing. I, I just had Dick Morris on in my in the previous segment. He's written a book called "Corrupt: uh, The Dark the, the Biden Dark Money," and um, and he makes the point that we're talking about China here. He said corruption is getting a sewer contract, awarding a sewer contract. He said this is treason. You're, when, I couldn't he's doing, agree more. Yeah, I I, I, call, I totally agree. Uh, they are doing things and they're they're making deals with China to, to bring the favors to the 
China, to China for their personal gain at the risk or at the detriment to the detriment of the United States. That is treason. Yeah. And I, I'll, I'll get, let me throw something else out here, too. Um, you know, they're always going after Rudy Giuliani. Oh, he's so crazy. Oh, mm-hmm. he's this. Yeah. He's making crazy assumptions. Well, you know, when G- Rudy Giuliani was the first one to have the laptop and had put together a case, the likes of which he put together before when he was taking down mob bosses mm-hmm. in New York as the Southern District of New York uh, person in charge. Mm-hmm. This guy is, is this is a man with portfolio. He's not a crank. Yeah, I mean, he's he says some crazy stuff when he's been drinking. Fine. But he's not <laughs> stupid. And I'll tell you what, you go back and you look at the old editions of Rudy Giuliani's uh, his YouTubes, if you can find them, or they might be all on Rumble, of him going over the Hunter Biden laptop. It will curl your hair. And as far as I know, every single thing he said has come true. Oh, everything's right. I, I'm sure there might be a couple of things that maybe are wrong. But I, I can remember I was working in my garden this summer that those things came out and I was constantly my mouth would just fall open. Absolutely shocked by what he was saying was in that was in the laptop. And I don't mean, oh, yeah, he's he was with a hooker. I mean, what he was doing with CEFC, the fact that one of the CEFC, that's the Chinese energy company with which he was hoping to make a huge amount of money. And then, the, and then all of a sudden, the guy who's in charge of that company goes missing, and he knows, he knows that the person with whom he is dealing is, an, as a person with the intelligence community, he was a spy with China, and he knew it. And he said as much, that guy's a spy. Yeah. He said that with the same thing with the Ukraine guy. He was working with intelligence officials, and he knew it. But here's the thing, Victoria. Um, you say your 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 jaw dropped. You know whose jaw didn't drop? The media. Ninety percent of them, anyway. They it, they're still not interested. No, they're not. So nope, because, who cares? Oh, yeah, it's a tree falling in the forest. Nobody knows it's happening. Right. That's right. And and any Republican, even even at the to the extent that they're they're uh, pursuing him in Congress and the House and the and the, uh, you know, the, uh, the the impeachment inquiry and all that stuff. The people who voted for Joe Biden, they just think it's all a witch hunt. It's it's uh, they're mm-hmm. just trying to get back at them for what they did to Donald Trump. Nobody cares. I, I just don't see it yeah. going anywhere. Maybe I'm crazy, but well, until maybe they not. oh maybe not until there's I, I a video of him accepting a check from somebody or you know I don't know. Uh, well, I have I have a theory about what Hunter Biden is doing, and I'm going to lay it out in a story. Um, so I'm not going to give it up, but okay. I uh, it's just it's surmise, and I'm shocked personally that no one else has come up with this because there are people far more conversant on this story than I. But I have to say this. Yeah. Anyway, I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'm hoping to write it today. Maybe get it out by tomorrow. Yeah. Well, but, uh, we're, yeah. We're, yeah. Yeah. He's he, he's just you know he's he's they just don't even touch him. They don't even touch him. Now here's the thing: if you are going to have a, a crime family, and especially if you're going to be doing it uh, in within the um, the world of government and and all the stuff that that was going on that that Joe Biden apparently was doing. Probably not a good idea to have one of the members of the gang be a crack addict who's running around naked on, uh, you know, on the Internet 
and uh, and that tells you picking up prostitutes. All you need to know, yeah, because they did. They let him. They allowed him to be in those kinds of circles with the kinds of foibles he had, and they didn't give a flying flip about it. And furthermore, I'm glad you brought that up because everybody goes, I can't believe Jill's pushing Joe out. Well, I can't believe Jill let Joe do to, to Hunter what he did. And all furthermore, you know, I was reading it, and I meant to include this because I think it's a big tell, and I didn't because I was already at 1,600 words and things are getting a little long for the old media, if you know what I mean. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, um, she, she, uh, she, Jill's in charge of the dogs. Oh, the dog. That's another, of, that, every, that's not a small thing. Jill, no, it's not. Jill was in charge of the dogs, and she would, uh, and, and she made excuses for them. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, and I'm like, I, I probably told you this before. I'm a, I'm a large, I'm a large breed dog owner So am I. Uh, in the past. I, I couldn't do, I probably couldn't do a, uh, you know, either a bull master for a mastiff, which I've done in the past in the future, but, uh, but I've enjoyed every bit of them. And I'll tell you one thing, you have to know, you have to know dogs to mm-hmm. have one of those dogs. You don't yep. just get a dog because they look mean and they're cute. No, you know, you, no, 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 no. You've got to, you better bloody well bring it. Because those dogs will take your time, and she didn't take the time. Oh, what she says, she says. Well, you know, every time we were at the White House, there'd be somebody new just rounding the corner, and they'd get bitten, or they'd get you know the dogs would go crazy. I mean, I can't believe it. Well, and then I see them walking along the colonnade. I see a, another photograph of them walking along the colonnade. Well, the dog looks like he's on the hunt for something. That dog should have been on a leash. That dog, that dog in the in the White House. If you can't command it, control it by your voice, then you get it on a leash. And if you want to be next to mom, that he needs to be tied up because that those dogs are protective dogs, and somebody's going to be in control. She was the alpha, and she failed. Yeah, it's, and it's to me, it's just a it's a sign of how stupid they are. Um, because uh, I've trained, I've, 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 I've actually trained dogs, and and I'm not I'm not going to train a, a guard dog or a service dog, but I, I know how to train a dog obedience, you know, uh, do obedience training. And mm-hmm. if you have a German shepherd, um, you, uh, th- there's ways to make sure that the dog's not aggressive, but you don't introduce the dog into situations where he can be aggressive. Once you find out he's aggressive, yes. you, you lock him Absolutely. up, you put him somewhere. He's that's, not allowed to be around that's people. Right. That's right. You figure it out. He's yeah. in a kennel. He's yeah. doing something. And then you take him out on a leash to go outside. Yeah. And and do whatever you need to do. You need to walk him, whatever it is. But they didn't do that. Well. They didn't do that. She And that was just, to me, that's the way they brought up their kids, too. I There's, a, there's an interview. I swear I'm going to find this. A million years ago, maybe 2015, 2016, where they are at a Vanity Fair event or a week, a yearly Vanity Fair event, and they're being interviewed. And the, the questioner says, well, how did you do so well with your kids? And they look at each other like they're going to be sick to their stomachs <laughs> because they're like, do well yeah. with our kids. Have I'm you seen them? Been. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, that was, you know, Hunter's taking, you know, dr- uh, smoking crack and yeah. drinking his brains out. And uh, it was, uh, yeah, it, was, well, it, was, it made Joe, me laugh. Joe could I have said, I, I started by, have, by taking showers with my daughter. That worked out well for us, I thought. I Honest mean, to goodness. And yeah. how the hell did that happen? Yeah. What has she done with her daughter? And what does she do? She still puts her daughter out there on the stage with her dad. 
Yeah, it's sick, and I just hope we're seeing seeing the end of it. Well, I'm looking forward to your next piece, uh, and you can find Victoria Taft at pjmedia.com, and you can find her here on this show a lot because we like having her on. Really appreciate it, as always, uh, Victoria. Thanks. Thank you. Okay, and we'll be back. Well, yesterday we talked about the... Um, the death of the hockey player, the former Penguin over in England, Adam Johnson. And uh, last night, the Penguins did a nice tribute to him. They had both teams line up at center ice. Uh, they were actually in a circle. And uh, they said, instead of having a moment of silence, we're going to have one last cheer for him. It was a pretty nice moment. Um, and uh, there's finally some talk in, uh, well, there's a lot of talk, actually, in the media now about whether or not this uh, – this was intentional, and um, and I've, I've looked at the video many times, and I said it on the air here. I think it was intentional. Again, not intentional to kill him, but intentional to kick him and to raise his leg with a skate on the end of it and up high, and maybe he thought he was going to hit him in the chest, and it went up a few inches higher than that and cut him in the neck, and I think that... Um, I don't know what they're going to do about it. I don't know. I, uh, they're, they're investigating it over there and uh, in the U.K., and he could be charged with something, but I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a prosecutor. I don't know. Um, is, it a, um, is it negligent homicide? Is it manslaughter? I don't know. But um, it's something that is not going to go away. And, of course, there, I, as I mentioned yesterday, the race is a factor here because the uh, the player the the player who cr- caused the injury is black, and he uh, also has a reputation uh, for being uh, one of those guys who plays on the edge, and that's and anybody who's followed hockey for any amount of time. Um, knows that those guys who play, and I'm talking about a guy who plays really on the edge. Um, and it's, it's, it's the case with this guy. He is he's, he's not, and not just taking penalties, you know, uh, some boarding penalties, spearing, things like that, uh, getting involved with uh, uh, officials where they've threatened officials, things like that. He's a wild man. And... Those kind of guys, uh, they're, they've been around hockey for a long time, forever, as long as hockey's been around. And the NHL specifically has tried to manage them. They understand that, number one, people like watching goons if the goon plays on your team. But um, this, uh, this, was, this was real ugly, and it came from uh, someone who's um, – Matt, Matt Petgrave is his name, by the way, someone who's had a reputation for going over the edge. So I'm going to be really interested to see where this goes. But one thing should happen. I don't know about him going to jail or any of that stuff. He should never set foot on a professional hockey rink again. I'll talk to you tomorrow. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.